Welcome to the Rise Above podcast. I'm your host, Will Lambley. And I'm your host, Kate Adams. Today we have a special guest. We have transfer receiver for the Arkansas Razorbacks, Isaac Tesla. Um, today he's going to talk about, how, we're going to talk about how he's been able to rise above different uh, situations in his life and um, and how he's been able to use his influence, uh, playing Division One college football, to influence others in a positive way. Um, first off, thank, thanks for being on today with us, Isaac. I know it's a busy time for you right in the middle of the season. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm happy but, to be here. Um, yeah, so, so Isaac, um, what, what was it like uh, growing up for you? I know that uh, your, your dad played, um, played college football at Hillsdale, the school you came from. Yeah, so he, he played receiver over there. Uh, and my parents actually met in high school. Okay. So they were high school sweethearts, and then my mom ended up following my dad over over to Hillsdale, and then you know from there, my dad's a teacher. He was he's a, a high school math teacher at, at the high school I actually okay. went to, and my mom um, she had a lot of different jobs, but now she works at my church actually as okay. a, as a marriage counselor. So I okay, grew up nice. pretty heavily involved in the church and. Um, you know, Christianity is just something that's always been a part of my life. Uh, West West Michigan, where I'm from, is a ver- very, um, like, people call okay. it a bubble just because yeah. it's like everything's Christian and sheltered. And yeah, so, it's you your know, own little version yeah, of the Bible yeah. Belt. Yeah, exactly. That's literally what it is. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's how, kind of how I can relate, being from Owasso. And, um, yeah, and I'm sure being from West Michigan, um, I can just – I know how big uh, Michigan, Ohio State is. I'm sure you grew up not liking Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not a big fan of Ohio yeah. State. Not at all. And we still hate Ohio State, all of us. Oh, I hate Ohio <laughs> yeah, State. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I still remember when Arkansas played them like in 2012, and like they had like 17 players that were not supposed to be playing, but then they all somehow played. Then Arkansas lost by like four, but that's not going to get Joe into Adams that. Too. We had Joe Adams then too, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's when uh, we were like That man was good, a good. dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but um, growing up, were like sports a big part of your life? Was it just football or was it like basketball, a bunch of sports? Uh, I played a lot of sports. I wasn't particularly good at any of them okay. except, for, <laughs> um, except for football. I mean, I was decent, but it was basically just my athletic ability that yeah, yeah. kind of carried me okay. in basketball. It's not like I was like a lights-out ball handler shooter. Yeah. I wasn't like Kyrie yeah. Irving out there. I was just, you know, playing defense and getting rebounds like every other football player who plays basketball does. Yeah. So yeah. I, I played baseball up until my sophomore year, and then I ran track after that. I did basketball all four years, then obviously, you know, I did fo- I've played football since third grade. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, mo- most of those sports are a lot of sports I grew up playing too. And like, I get, I get where you're coming from with playing like basketball. Like, I was always the type of kid too that like, if someone had free lane, I'm like, I'm, I'm a football player. Like, if I let him score here, then like that, that's like a hurt to my pride. <laughs> yeah, like, just, I, like I'm, I'm soft for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, but, no, um, I got a lot of fouls called on me. I'll yeah, say that. Uh, yeah, played yeah. very physical. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So growing up playing football, um, do you? I know that uh, at your high school, um, you, you were the quarterback. Uh, so did you always grow up like playing quarterback. Uh, I grew up playing running back for the longest time. Okay. Well, my uh, I grew up playing the like the the wing offense. Okay, so yeah, that's, was, what we, that's what we did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I had no chance to play receiver at all. Started yeah. off playing running back. Did that for a while, and I think maybe like sixth or seventh grade. Uh, one of my coaches switched me to quarterback, and then I did that up into my senior senior year, obviously. Okay, yeah. That was kind of how it was for us. So I played on this team uh, growing up, and uh, we didn't have a ton of great athletes, but we had this one kid that was just taller and bigger than everyone. So we just hand him the ball, and he'd just run over <laughs> everyone. It's a good strategy. But, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And then um, going, going more into high school, um, so uh, as you were playing football, um, 
you, were you the quarterback like all four years or what that look like? So I started playing. We had a freshman team, so I played okay. on that team my freshman year. And then sophomore year, I played on JV for like the first five games and then got pulled up to play um, corner, just corner. Okay, yeah. And then junior year is when I took over the, the quarterback job and I played – I don't even know if I can list the amount of positions yeah. I had to play. Yeah. We, had yeah, a very, yeah. we had a very small well, team, like yeah, 20, was, 20 okay. some guys. Oh, you had 20 guys? Oh, yeah. Wow. I was about to say, you mentioned before we started that it was, uh, what I, it was a smaller school. Yeah. But you still had JV and varsity. Yeah, I think my JV team, we had 13 guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, oh my yeah, I, I remember that. So I don't know if your high school is like mine, but when I was a, a freshman at high school, I remember – so we'd have JV games on Monday – and then Tuesday, we'd have to turn around and practice. Was it kind of like that for you guys? Uh, I think the JV games and the freshman games were on Thursday. Okay. So then when you guys would have the varsity just the next night? Yeah. Okay. So then I would go to the games okay. the next day. <laughs> nice. yeah. That's what kept so you so well conditioned. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I played on a team with like 13 before, and I was a lineman. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah, could not yeah. handle that, bro. Yeah. I never got pulled out. Yeah. It was it was a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah, that's probably where your, all your cardio came from, huh? Yeah. So I played quarterback. Uh, safety. I played some outside linebacker. I was the punter, punt returner, kick returner. Um, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was I was a holder for a kick. For Dude. A so if there, was, yeah. if there was a spot on the field, you were there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I did it all. Wow. And so were you? Were you? I know now you're about six four, right? Yep. So, six four. So were you? Were you always pretty tall like growing up, or did you had growth spurt like in high school? Or? Yeah, I think my sophomore year is when I hit my okay. growth spurt. I. I was like I wasn't short by any means, but I was not like the tallest in the group at all. And then I think yeah, like my sophomore year, I I got started growing. Okay, and like nice. I got to like six nice. three, six four, Gross and it shocked everyone because yeah. I mean my my dad's five foot ten. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, you dad, if you're pain, listening to huh? this, but. Yeah, it was yeah. painful. I yeah. I went through a growth spurt. It's yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It, my, like my shins up with cramps were, in the middle yeah, of the night, yeah. shin splints. Yeah. And so, yeah, as you were going through that growth spurt, was it more just like you just got tall, but then like the weight didn't come, or did the weight eventually like come later? Yeah, the weight definitely came later. I yeah. was pretty skinny for a yeah. while there. I think coming out of high school, I know I was like one one eighty my senior okay. year. So I didn't put oh, on weight until wow, yeah, okay. I didn't put so like, like college. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really put on weight until I got to college. Okay. Wow. And then, um, so like finishing off with high school. So um, um, in, in high school, I know, I know you guys won state. Was it your junior year, right? Correct. Yep. Nice. And what, what, what was that experience like? Man, it was crazy. We got to we got to play in Ford Field, the Lions Stadium oh, dang. in Detroit. As, a, as like a wow, as a, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, it was a lot of fun. The for game state? for state, yeah. Really. The, the game wasn't that fun because we. I mean, it was fun because we won, but right. we won forty-two to seven. Okay. So we yeah. kind of we kind of oh, just blew yeah. them out. So you guys probably on the sideline like just like celebrating like, <laughs> by halftime. Yeah. No, we were we were pretty set by halftime. So I was happy so about it's, that. It's like one of those things where you're like the underdog because. Because of um, like your numbers, but yeah. it just makes you guys just unstoppable. Yeah, time exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So, um, me and me and Will mentioned on episode one that we learned a lot of life lessons from football. Mm-hmm. What's something you took away just from high school itself? Because um, I know when you went to a D two college and then to a D one college, mm-hmm. like, there's different lessons there. But yeah. what was something from your high school football career where you? It's a life lesson that you still use today. Yeah, I mean, one thing that you learn is discipline and time management. Yeah. I'm still not very good at time management, but <laughs> I would have been a whole lot worse if I didn't have to go to right. school yeah. for seven hours a day and then go to practice for four hours after that. So I just feel like it taught me 
how to manage something like that. And, you know, I still have to do all my schoolwork and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, just how to manage that. And obviously now in college, you only go to what, how many classes? Yeah. So I don't know yeah, how. I don't know. I didn't like, go thinking to college. Back, like, <laughs> like thinking back on that, it's crazy to think yeah. that we used to go to school for like seven hours a day, every single day of the week. It's like a full-time then, job. Yeah. And then go to football and get like yes. no break whatsoever and then yeah. go home and just hit repeat. So yes. you, you really got to love it. And yeah. So I guess another thing Absolutely. is just like love for the game is yeah. something yes. that I also. And that's, yeah. did, was that from the beginning you had love from the game? Because like, even for me, I always liked football growing up, but it wasn't until junior year that I like found a passion and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got good. It was like when I fell in love with it. So have you always been like that? You always loved the sport or was there like a, a day of practice that it just clicked a game, whatever? No, man, I've always loved football. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's something that's just my, I think my dad instilled in me is growing up every Sunday was we'd sit down and watch, you know, the Lions probably go out there and lose unfortunately <laughs> yeah. obviously you know they're yeah. they're doing a little yeah. bit better yeah. now they're on the yeah. Come up. Yeah. yeah they're doing a little bit better now but it's just something and then after the game we'd go outside and just toss the football back and forth and that's just something that i've always loved is just man playing football so it's just something i've always loved that's awesome yep yeah this is my last question about uh high school football but um I know me and Cade both went to schools about probably the same size, but uh, something I loved about high school football was how, um, for me, it, it's really something I always tell people it changed my life because when I started losing my sight, I kept going those football workouts, kept playing football, mm-hmm. and um, just the bonds. Yeah. So, and because like the same guys I was going to class with, I was playing on Friday nights with. Yep. So is that something that um, that you that you really took away from high school football as well? Yeah, and a little little story is um, so Kirk Cousins. I'm sure you guys know who that is. Oh he, yeah, he grew <laughs> yeah. up. He grew up in uh, Holland, Michigan, which is about 20 minutes okay. where I'm from, and he used to host these camps um, where he would come, and you know, if you would you would pay and basically just go to like yes. this football camp. And I remember him talking to us when I was in high school, and he said like, "You got to cherish these moments because." High school football is like the most fun you're ever gonna have. It's yeah. the best football you ever play in your life. And at this point, he was an NFL quarterback. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? You're in the NFL. <laughs> you you played college football. Like, how is high school, you know, the most fun? And then, you know, I'm in kind of a similar situation right now. I look back on it, and I mean, you're just playing. You're going out there yeah. and having fun with your, you know, your best friends. And yep. it's just, yeah, like you said, you just create connections that are, yeah. last forever. Like my best friends are people that I played football with. Yeah, I, I can testify the same thing. We have. Just, yeah, some great memories and like it's like those, those Friday nights. Like I don't, I don't know if you've been back to your high school any, but like oh, yeah. it's almost like emotional going back. It it's is, like, yeah. Just, yeah. man, like the memories. I feel like I took them for granted almost. Yes, oh, man. absolutely. I f- I'm sure everyone feels that way. Yeah, and but. it's like, did you grow up on? Did was it a turf? Did you guys have turf or did we you had no stadium? Oh, what's up? So, what did you guys do for home games? We had two different places, two local public schools that we, we would go and play at, okay. and they were both turf. Oh, uh, they were both so turf. We, we practiced on, on grass. We had like little practice fields, yeah. but obviously we didn't have a stadium. And then we would go to either Jenison or Hudsonville okay. and play our games there. Okay. Well, that's the reason I brought it up because it's like the smell of fresh cut grass. Like instant oh, replay yeah. okay, to yeah. Friday Night Lights. Like Absolutely, you can hear the lights clicking on the field, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear the pads clicking, and oh man, it's it's yeah. an experience like none other. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then kind of transitioning into college. I know. Uh, so as you were uh, uh, getting recruited out of uh, out of high school, what that look like for you, as you were coming from a small high school and you're playing quarterback? Yeah, um, it didn't look like much. I'll say that uh, very. 
very hard to get recruited when you want to play receiver, but you played quarterback at a very yeah. small school and you're on the wing tee. So recruiting, getting recruited was hard. I knew I wanted to play receiver, so I was going to like camps and stuff trying to get exposure, exposure playing receiver. Um, there was a couple schools. I think I had like I don't even two or three offers. Yeah, <laughs> ended up going to Hillsdale, um, obviously, and a big part of that was obviously was my parents went there. But you know, also I had like a a full tuition offer, so that was another yeah. big thing for me. So I ended up, you know, obviously choosing Hillsdale. Yeah. And d during that time, was there like some discouragement? Did you ever like think like, uh, I know I'm better than this or anything like that? Yes, you would think, but also I understood like where I was coming from. Okay. And, you know, obviously I felt like I had the skill set to become a really good receiver, but yep. at that point I would, I didn't have necessarily those skills yet. Okay. So I understood like, if schools were recruiting me, it was kind of like a shot in the dark kind of thing, like kind of taking a risk. So I understood yeah. like, and when I went to Hillsdale, it wasn't like I'm going to go here and then play a couple of years and then transfer to D1. Like I was very set at playing at Hillsdale, and I honestly had no issue with that because we've had, I think, three guys go from Hillsdale to the league. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's something yeah, I, I really wasn't too yeah. worried about. I know every year there's D2 guys drafted. I know like last year one of my buddies plays Oklahoma Baptist. Uh, they had more guys drafted. It was like – your last year, year before, they had more guys drafted than Texas, but I'm not trying to throw shade at any schools. But, you know, <laughs> Horns down, baby. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, um, but yeah, so when you got to Hillsdale, like, um, what, what did that look like as you're new to playing receiver? Like, mm -hmm. uh, what, what was it like? Did it just click, or was it kind of uncomfortable at first? I would say for the most part, it kind of clicked right away. Uh, obviously, I didn't produce numbers my yeah. freshman year, and you know, my sophomore year was a little bit of my breakout year, but. Um, I felt pretty prepared going into into college. I did. I put a lot of work in over the summers uh, with my dad. Um, obviously, like we mentioned earlier, he played receiver, so yep. he helped me out a lot, just going every day. And also, like we said, I was small coming out of high school, so getting yeah. in the weight room, putting on yeah. size. So were the coaches always like, eat, eat, eat? Yeah, um, it was more like self discipline than okay. anything. So yeah. I really, I was really self motivated yeah. to be. Yeah, like, I'm sure the nutrition program isn't like what you have now. Yo, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Was it – did you feel satisfied when you got to your first college? Did you say, all right, well, I'm here, and this is where I want to spend my college career? Or were you, like, actively seeking, I want to go higher, like I want to go D1, or I want to go SEC, or I want to get more offers? No, I was very content to be at Hillsdale. And even after my, my season ended last year and I had, you know, obviously a tremendous season um, – I still wasn't sure if I was going to get in the transfer portal. Um, I really wasn't thinking about it at all. Like when we played my last game in Hillsdale, I wasn't like, oh, shoot, this is this is going to be my last game here at Hillsdale. I was like, you know, I still got yeah. a year or two left to play. And I ended up talking to my dad about it. And obviously I had some schools that started following me on Twitter. And I'm like, man, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah, it all know. goes down the deep. <laughs> it's all, it's all yeah. down to the – Well, I, you know, they the can't DM me yet because oh, yeah, I yeah. wasn't in the portal. But yeah, I, yeah. they started following me, yeah. so I was I was catching hints that maybe I was getting looked at. And me and my dad, you know, decided it was going to be best for, for me to hit the portal. And that was an extremely hard yeah. decision and a very hard conversation to have with my coaches. Um, but obviously, you know – I'm happy. It's probably the best decision yeah, oh, yeah, I've yeah, ever made. Sure, so, yeah. would you say that was the biggest storm of your college career so far? Uh, choosing between choosing between staying or going to a school that you enjoyed. Yeah, that was 
it was extremely hard. But even after that, after I decided to hit the portal, that was another. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, trying to choose where I wanted to go and, you know, wondering where God was trying to lead me was extremely hard for. You had what, like 13 different? Yeah, I think 14 14 or 15. Yeah. 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 Yeah, during that time, like, what, what, what was kind of your mindset? Were you, like, like so like, excited to get those offers, or was it more, like, oh, stressful? It's like, oh, what if I make the wrong decision? Or, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely a little bit of both. It was very surreal to be getting yeah. that much attention and having so many people, you know, interested in me. I felt like it was, you know, fulfilling to me that, you know, other people saw in me what I felt like, you know, I had the potential to be. Yep. And so that was super cool, but it was man, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of text messages I had to juggle. And, you know, just coming down to a decision was extremely hard. So I'm just grateful that I had, you know, faith, but also just people in my life who were praying for me and offering me advice. Oh, yeah. And uh, you you don't have to call out anyone in in specific, but I know I've heard, like, different stories of, like, the recruiting process. Was there any coaches that were like, man, we'll drop anything if you come here or, like, just say something, like, crazy? (laughs) Uh, No, not really, unfortunately. There there were some crazy coaches, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. How'd that talk with Dion go? (laughs) That was fun. So he actually – I was on vacation in Indianapolis with my my family over Christmas, and I got a call from a, a number, and it was no caller ID. Said, oh man, this is a little You're little strange. Like, like, who's calling me right now? I picked it up. He was, he was like, "Yo, Isaac, what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh, what's up? Who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, this is Coach Prime." <laughs> I like my eyes got super wide, and I, I looked at my dad, and I'm like, "Oh, what's up, Coach Prime?" And my dad had the same look on his face. That's and we insane. went we went to a different room, and we talked to him for about 15 minutes. And after I hung up, my dad like freaked out because obviously, you know, he watched, yeah. he grew up, and yeah. you know, Deion Sanders was a. You know, he yeah, was like my dad's the, the exact dude. same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's one of those moments where you're like, did that actually happen? Yeah, no, it was very surreal. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that's crazy. Um, well, he also came here. I mean, it would have been could have been a talk from here. Yeah, the U of A. But, exactly. But yeah, yeah. So uh, during the whole process, what is kind of the thing that made Arkansas stand out? Like, what's one of the biggest things that helped you like decide on picking Arkansas? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to visit an SEC school at some yeah. point, and so I had an offer from here, from A&M, and from Ole Miss. Okay. But I felt like Arkansas was the best place to go visit just because, man, A&M and, like, no shade to them at all, but yeah. they, they're pretty heavily involved in the portal, and they seem oh, to yeah. get a lot of guys and just heavily involved in the portal, and I didn't really get that vibe from Arkansas. So I figured I would go on a visit. I really had – I really didn't think I was going to come to Arkansas, but I said, yeah. you know, screw it. Yeah. I get five visits. You, have, you, have you ever been to Arkansas one. prior to that? No. Okay. That was my first time. <laughs> yeah. So flying in, I'm seeing all the, like this country land and this red dirt. I'm like, man, what is this place? Like, what is going on? Where's, where's, yeah. You're going to land somebody's going to be with a straw hat on. And <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Howdy. How we doing? <laughs> yeah. But um, ended up coming on a visit, like we said, my first time to Arkansas. And I was just, you know, blown away by just the people and the, the coaching, coaching staff. Yep. And, you know, obviously the facilities were ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, you know, it came down to where did I feel like I was going to be able to have the most success and the most exposure because obviously, you know, my goal is to make it to the next level. And um, one thing that they told me when I came on my visit was, um, you know, they lost their top four targets from the year prior. So, I mean, just the opportunity here was I felt like the best out of anywhere that I had visited. Yep. That's awesome. And then once you got to Arkansas, like starting with like the off season workouts, like was there any, was there any moment where you're like, man, like any like welcome to the SEC moments like during the off season workouts? Man, just the speed of everything was 
very, you know, surprising to me. When we got to, like, you know, actually going up against the defense and everything, I was like, man, this is just a whole different yeah, level. Yeah. The workouts and everything, I felt like I was really prepared for okay. something. You know, I love the weight room. I love working yeah, out. Yeah. So I felt like I was – Yeah, you got some pretty crazy <laughs> weight room numbers. Don't, don't you have, like, a – like 520 squat or something like that? Yeah, I think 520 God, squat. Yeah, hey, I'm yes. like, yeah, most Three. receivers are just like yeah. so guys. I remember while I was waiting for Will to get back um, from summer, we, I'd called him and I said, all right, man, you've been to a couple practices. I said, what are we going to look like this year? And, and then he mentioned you. And he's like, yeah, we got this wide receiver squats like 520. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, cause that's I like said, a wide receiver does what? <laughs> like That's, that's yeah. lineman stats. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I can, what I can a, throw around some weight. What are you eating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a secret. It's yeah, a secret. Yeah, 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 I guess yeah. so, huh? Yeah. What was uh what was it like whenever um whenever you first walked into the stadium your first game and you heard I don't know what it sounds like down there, the crowd, mm -hmm. but I imagine it's probably pretty wild. Yeah. So obviously our first home game was at Little Rock. Yeah. So that was a bit of a like yeah. an yeah. acclimation yeah. for when we actually yeah. got to yeah. go to the home stadium. But once we got to the home stadium, I mean, it's ridiculous just how many how passionate yeah. the fans are, yes. and you know, calling the hogs and everything. It's oh, just man. super, super awesome to be able to you know experience that. Um, was that a moment where you were like, yeah, I think I picked the right place? Yeah, the I, th I don't think there's ever been a moment where I'm like, shoot, I picked the wrong place. I feel like yeah. everything is just affirmed what I, yeah, you know, what absolutely. I, what my decision was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still pretty new here myself, and I feel that same way. I, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Everybody here was so welcoming with open arms like mm -hmm. I graduated from flight school in Dallas Texas where the people were not <laughs> the, the <laughs> yeah. people, my truck got stolen while I was there oh my God. <laughs> so like it's not the people yeah. were not great and then I come here and I you know I'm just don't really have high expectations everybody was great yeah is that that's pretty similar to what you had absolutely yeah, yeah. I made a lot of good friends yeah and, man I just feel like just great people great community yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome and was there a moment like um where there was like Right when you got to Arkansas during like spring ball, or whatever, where you're like, man, God, like you got me at the right place, um, or like I feel yeah. like, or just like right when you got here, yeah, um, just I was just blown away by our coaching staff. Um, you you kind of think about college coaches as like these these hard hard ass dudes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. and that are just gonna yell at you, and you know you're not gonna have a relationship with them. They're just there strictly for football, and I feel like every coach I have like a relationship with where I could go up to him and you know like talk about personal stuff right which is not something that you necessarily think about yep. but that's just something I've been extremely grateful for um coach Souders is one of the guys and also oh, yeah. you know coach coach Guyton is another guy that they're just extremely good people yep and doesn't coach hasn't coach Souders had like a group of you guys over to eat yeah he had like that he had the seniors over to eat and we got to you know meet his wife and yeah he has a little baby girl yeah, that, so, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, because you're able to just like see them, like they're like not just coach, but I guess people like they like, care about you guys. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yep. So then, um, once you got to like, I know the games just started and everything, but uh, like, what what's been like the biggest difference in like uh, the competition from like the D1, especially <laughs> SEC, to D2 level? Uh, everything. <laughs> yeah, everything has been different. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Do you have just, like a rude awakening moment? <laughs> shoot, not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been clocked. I, I think or probably the most like rude that. awakening moment. I you're lucky enough. I I didn't see it, but it was probably maybe the touchdown celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. But uh, yeah. Yeah. The guy who's uh, run the production, uh, you can thank him for letting me know what happened there. <laughs> but, uh, Appreciate it, man. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was that did not go as planned. I will say that. But 
you know, we'll, but yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, it, it'll, yeah. it'll work at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but for uh, sure. Yeah, but um, and uh, as like you go throughout like this this season uh, for for the Razorbacks, has there been like any like goals you've set for yourself or like uh, for the team as the, uh, this podcast will air like the week before um, the Ole Miss game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say there's like a necessary like a numbers goal yeah. or like I want this many touchdowns, this many catches, this many yards. It's more of just like I want to go out there and just you know play my butt off yep. and you know show people you know the kind of the kind of brand of football I play and just yeah. kind of what I want to present myself as you know not only to our fans and everyone watching but also um, you know NFL scouts and yeah. I want to be able to you know honor everyone that has got me to this position in the way I play. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about you is, um, like, some guys, like, you kind of question, like, you don't know exactly what they're about. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I talk to people around the, the football facility about you, it's like everyone knows what you're about. Like, you're gonna, he's going to show up every day and work his butt off. And, like, that's something, like, that you'll be able to take with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, w- when the game of football goes away, like, like, when hard circumstances come up, like, you'll know that, like, man, I'm always going to work hard because, like, that's just who I am. Yeah. And, that's, and where, where did that come from exactly? Man, I don't think it's anything that, like, I necessarily, you know, learn. It's just over time, it's just something that I always just had to do, and it's what other people in my life were doing is just, like, going hard on what you do and really, um, you know, not making shortcuts. Yep. Just really being determined and bought into what you want to do and what your goals are. And if you, you know, really bought into that, the, the hard work is going to be hard, obviously. Yeah. But you're going to be mentally tough, and you're going to be able to get through it, and you're going to be better because of it. Yeah, yeah that's great. And um, I, I, that kind of leads into our next question. Uh, like, the, the main um, purpose of this podcast is knowing that um, everyone in life is facing something where they feel stuck, and mm-hmm. they ask, like, they, they don't even know what, what just happened. But um, this podcast being called the Rise Above Podcast is all about knowing like the storms of life. It's not if they come, but when yeah, they come, like absolutely. we can rise above. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's um, some things that have helped you like rise above hard situations in your life? Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say is just the best thing you can do is just reach out and just know yep. that you're not alone. I mean, like you said, everyone's going to go through something big or small. Yep. But just having a su- support system. Uh, people that are going to pray for you and people that you you can go and talk to and be open with is just you know it's it's extremely valuable and oh yeah exactly it helps you rise above yep exactly and has there been any situations in your life where you felt like you're like man like god is this really what i'm supposed to do but is there like a certain thing that helped you like rise above whatever it was yeah um we talked about earlier just making the decision where i wanted to go to college was yeah. extremely difficult for me and I really didn't know where I wanted to go. And I think it was like January 10th, I said I was going to make my decision. And I got to January 10th, and I was like, where am I going to go? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This is hard. And I just – I went to the weight room because that's my, my favorite thing to do. It's just oh, yeah. like kind of that's like my safe space. And I went there, and I was just lifting, and I I went on like this run, and I was just like talking to God and being like, where do you want me to go? And I just, you know, I kind of felt him say, like, wherever you will go, I'll be with you. And well, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I just felt like the, I felt like the clear place where I needed to go was Arkansas. Uh, yeah. And some of the other places I was thinking about going to, I, I, it was more comfortable if I were to go there. But I just felt God saying, 
you know, it's okay to be uncomfortable. I'll be with you through it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It yeah. reminds me of uh, one of my favorite verses in Proverbs 3, which says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He'll make your path straight. It's like, like you said, the easy thing there would have been like go to somewhere where, oh, it's so comfortable. Mm-hmm. But by ma- you making that decision to um, go somewhere maybe where it's a little more uncomfortable and like there were some unknowns, but like you felt God calling you there. Yeah. Um, you'd be able, I'm sure that. Um, and could you share with us some things that like you've been able to like kind of like learn and like grow like through coming to Arkansas? Yeah, man, I will say I am by no means perfect in my faith, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure yeah, every, I, I'm yeah. nowhere here there. Yeah. Every every yeah. Christian, Christian, you know, they can say that, and yeah. just being able to acknowledge your imperfectness and understand that you're going to be mess up. Like one thing I really struggle with is just doing a daily devotion. Oh that's yeah, something that sure. I need yeah. to do much better at because yeah. you know you. If you're not talking to the Lord throughout the day, like right. you, yeah. you might, you know, be led astray. In yeah, some exactly. Way. Right. So, yeah, I'm just saying, just like relying on the Lord through, you know, almost everything is something that yeah. I really need to work on, yeah. and that's something that, um, no, because I got I got here and I didn't I didn't really know anyone, and yep. so I was living by myself, and you know, it's just I had to learn, yeah. you know, like to trust God that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be all right. You're going to yep. find people. And, you know, obviously it ended up working out. And during that time, did you have like some teammates that really like, uh, like, like took you under their wing or like made you feel a part of the team? Yeah. Um, just making relationships was a big thing. Um, I really got close with the, the, the Has brothers. Okay. Yeah. And 918. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm told. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no and, one probably knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and Cam Little is yeah. another friend I made obviously I live with Cam now okay, yeah. and Nate Back. Yeah, how's that? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's right by the facility which is super nice. Okay, so I live yeah, I yeah. live with uh Brady, Cam and Nate Back. Okay. So, so that's nice. the same place Brady and Cam were at last year. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. nice. Yeah. Nice. And right. then yeah, that, that's awesome. And then what you said about the uh, staying disciplined every day like to mm-hmm. get in the word. I think that's something that I definitely uh, struggle with as well. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of uh People listening to this uh, can testify to you, and uh, a verse that I've liked recently uh, is in uh, Luke 9, verse 23, which says, uh, take up your cross daily, mm-hmm. and I think it's so important for us as Christians, because like, even as Christians, like, hey, there's sin all around us, like someone makes us mad, or, uh, um, or just like personal like pride, or whatever it is, right. like, mm-hmm. it is so easy to like, uh, let that get in the way of like what God's plan is for us. But w- when right. we remember like what Isaac said, uh, uh, take up our cross daily, uh, then that that's almost like uh, we're putting on like the armor of God and we're like, when adversity shows up, it's more not like, oh, shoot, this sucks. It's more like, okay, what's up? I'm ready for you. <laughs> yeah, let's go. But yeah, um, yeah that, I, I think I really like yeah. that about what you said. And it's, that's so key. It's hard to avoid sin, especially, especially in college. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not in college, but all of my friends, mm-hmm. college-aged. And so I'm on campus almost, you know, if I'm not working, if I'm not flying, if I'm not doing any of those things, then I am on campus with my people. And um, the culture here is phenomenal uh, is one thing I've noticed. And, but still, there, there are the, the groups who make it, you know, difficult to stay out of a life of sin. And as far as, like, reading the Word goes, I, even I still struggle with that, but the only... The main thing I've found um, that helps with that is like finding books that you're genuinely interested in. And you like fall in love with reading 
the gospel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for me, it is the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then I love what Paul has to say um, in the books he wrote. Um, so, but yeah, I think, I think all Christians struggle with that because um, it's just reading, <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know, exactly. but it's spirit led. So. Yeah. I think yeah. you just got to find something that, you know, you can feel connected with God through, right. whether that's reading exactly. a devotional, yep. like you said, just reading yes. the word or even just, you know, putting on a worship song. Yes. Like yeah. the other day, my girlfriend texted me on the way to, um, on the way to the game and be like, just make sure, you know, you do something today that, you know, gets you connected with the Lord. And so she suggested I just play some worship Man, that's music. awesome. So I, that's I actually, played, that's high quality relationship material yeah. right there. <laughs> I played, I, I played some worship songs on the way to, uh, our game against BYU yeah. on the bus. Yeah. That's awesome. That reminds me of, uh, in John where it talks about how, uh, like a, uh, a branch can't work if it's not connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. Talking about how we can't like uh, function like and like fulfill our calling to God if we're not connected to Him. Yeah. So that's really good, and that's good to have that support from your girlfriend, especially. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, sure. that definitely helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the the next question we want to ask is something that, as I go and speak to different uh, teams or groups, I always uh, uh, share because this is something I, I struggle with, and that was. Uh, before I lost my sight, and even when I started losing my sight, the question I would ask is, why, why is this happening? Like, I, why, why is this happening to me? But what God convicted me with over time is, Will, instead of asking, or instead of asking why is this happening, remember, like, what is your why? And um, that's something that's really helped me, knowing my why isn't about me. It's about how, how can I impact others in a positive way? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the question I want to ask you. Like, um, what, what's your why? Like, something that's helped you like, when all else fails? Yeah, so one thing that we actually did in the receiver room is we had something very similar where okay. Coach Guyton asked us to send us a, a picture or send him a picture of our why, yep. and we, we have it posted in our room. So I have a picture of uh, me and my mom and my dad after okay. one of my, my Hillsdale games. And, you know, obviously that's a, like a football-related yeah, why, yeah, but yeah. I feel like that's also applicable to my life. And yeah, exactly. And why I do what I do is, like, to honor my parents and how much they have done for me and how what they've instilled um, in me. And I feel like I honor, I honor them by the way I live my life. And, you know, it's not just my parents, it's my, my grandparents, um, you know, my sisters, my friends, just everyone who's got me to this point, I'm honoring them by the way I live my life and what I do on the football field. Yep. And yeah, I definitely uh, tell, um, and I'm sure like that's definitely something that pushes you every day, like to, uh, be no, be known as a hard worker because you know that like I'm, I'm not letting these people like in my life down or like uh, just just be the person you are. I'm sure that's so definitely something that uh, kind of like um, may, helps you wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing I do for the games is uh, I write Grandpa and Grandma on my wrist. My, they both okay. passed away within like the past three years, and then I write witness on the other side. Okay. And I just feel like it reminds me that, you know, I'm in this position for a reason. I have this platform because wow. yeah, that's God true. has blessed me with mm. this platform and I'm able to, you know, obviously my grandparents are able to witness me, yeah. you know, in this position, whether they're here or not, but I'm also able to be a witness to, um, to God because, yeah, that's, yeah. because yeah, that's awesome. he's the one who put me in this position. And I feel like just by simply writing that on my wrist, I'm able to show others, you know, that I'm not just playing for myself. And, you know, there's a bigger reason why I'm on the field and why I'm doing what I'm doing. With the platform you're given, is there – with the platform you're given, at any point, 
while you're sharing the gospel, is there um, fear behind it or um, anything of that nature? Because like everybody knows, it's not just easy to you know walk up and just start sharing the gospel mm-hmm. with someone. Is it? Do you think it's easier with your platform? Is it? Is it harder? Do you think? Um, as a conflict in your own life, mm-hmm. um, especially now that you're at an SEC D1 school, media yeah. is all over you. Yeah, I would say it's more of an indirect testimony than it is a direct host t- testimony. Like, I'm yeah. not necessarily walking up to people and being like, you know, do you know Jesus? It's right. just more of a thing where right. I'm able to show what I believe and what I stand for. Via your just actions. Just exactly, right. by my yeah. actions yeah, and how awesome. I carry yes. myself on and off the football field. So it's sure. not... Like like I said, it's not direct like that. It's yeah. more of an indirect. Like this is how I want to live, and this is how I want myself to be representative. Like rep- represented, and right. you know, it's also like an accountability thing for me to write that on my wrist, and for me to claim that you know, I love the Lord because if my actions don't align with that off the field, then you know, people like to say all the times that all the time that like Christians are hypoc- hypocritical and they, yeah. they live a different life than they, they preach to right. others. And it, I feel like it just holds me accountable well, to my work. Well, you're doing a good job because, I mean, before I knew you, before I looked at Instagram or, you know, I mean, first time I saw you on the field, I could tell. I could see Jesus in you through and through. Any interview, I've seen it. So I think you're doing a really good job with the indirect testimony. I like mm-hmm. the way you put that. It's just the way we show Jesus and the way that people people perceive us. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate that. And then, yeah, a quote that comes to mind uh, uh, with Isaac and a quote I want to share to everyone listening is, like, let the light in you shine brighter than the light on you. Because, like, so many people in life, like, think that, like, well, when light gets big, like, then he acts a certain way. But just, like, be who God has made you to be no matter what. And I think Isaac's done a great job of that. And just, just an example is, like, so I, I go to all the Arkansas, most of the Arkansas football practices when I can. And I think it was during spring ball, um, a guy started talking to me a little bit, and then I really didn't know who it was. So I asked the person next to me. I figured I was Isaac. And um, that really stood out to me because, like, I can't really see the players or anything. I'm the easiest guy, like, for people not to talk to. <laughs> but uh, that's something that's definitely uh, uh, stood out to me, just how um, you've let the light in you shine brighter than the light on you because I, I always share with people like um uh, sure like in this life like some people have like a huge following millions of people but if those people following you um aren't influenced in a positive way then that influence really doesn't mean all that much but if those people following you are uh influenced um to be inspired and have hope in life then Man, that's where your influence actually means something. I think that's what you've done a great yeah. job of. Brandon Cruz, my uh, youth pastor, when I was growing up, had a similar, I like that, because he had analogy for it, um, for people who had influence and leaders in our community and uh, in our country, in our state, in the college, whatever, um, like sheep, mm-hmm. just like sheep, a shepherd and a sheep. Well, um, there was, I think it was a video he showed us, and it was sheep literally one accidentally jumped off a bridge and the rest followed. (laughs) And it's a great analogy because if you're following the wrong leader or if you're leading people in the wrong way, they're going to fall off that bridge and into a place they don't want to be at. And so, um, yeah, like Will said, I think you're doing a great job of being that leader who's bringing people on a right path um, in your actions. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, and then one last question uh, that we're going to ask our listeners is, um, 
Now, as we're doing this podcast, there's someone out there listening that um, just got that diagnosis or um, is dealing with an issue, whether it's in their family, personal issue, or maybe it's something small, but it's just nagging at you. And you're asking, man, well, why am I even getting up every day? And like, what, what, why can I even have hope? Like, what, what even is my life? Mm-hmm. And um, something I want you to kind of encourage us with is like, like, What's a message you'd have for someone that just doesn't know, like, what they should even, where their next steps should even go? Yeah, and, you know, it's easy to be cliche in, you know, in your advice, Um, but, you know, obviously everyone's situation is different. Yep. Um, But like I said earlier, just having a support system and finding someone that you can pour into, and you might think, like, you know, no one really cares what I'm going through, No, no one wants to help, but, man, just if you open up to someone, it just opens up like this... It's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, exactly. You're able to, you know, express what you're what you're going through and talk to someone about it. I feel like that's just something that is extremely valuable and will help tremendously. Yep. Yeah, that 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 right there is awesome. Um, so, you guys listening, whatever you're going through, you might think no one understands it, but I promise you this: there's someone in your life, whether it's a pastor, family member. Um, whoever it is, they might not even understand it, but you go to them, talk to them about it, and then you go to God, you'll realize God knows what you're going through. And there's a, um, a verse in, uh, in Proverbs which says, uh, a, pro- a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for times of adversity. So no matter what you're going through, um, man, do not fight that battle by yourself. And I appreciate you for coming on today with us, Isaac. Um, Man, I know this is going to touch many lives. Um, You can uh, catch the Rise Above podcast on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or uh, any platform which uh, you listen to podcasts on. And um, thank you guys for tuning in to the the Rise Above podcast today. Um, And know that no matter the storm that you are facing, when you attack it the right way, you can always rise above the storms of life. That's right, guys. Let's, uh, let's come together as a group and learn to fly above the storms of life and rise above. And uh, thanks for Isaac for coming on. We had a blast. And uh, see you. Yes, sir. Bye.